Welcome to It's the Muppet Show podcast. I'm Heather. I'm Jason. Today we are watching season one, episode 21, with our very special guest star, Twiggy. Holy smokes. Yeah. So Twiggy was, uh, for season one, uh, the youngest host. She was 27 at the time of filming. Uh, the only people that were anywhere close to as young as her were uh, Ben Vereen, Candace Bergen, and Sandy Duncan, who were all uh, 29. Young lady. Very cool. Yeah, I don't... I think I know Twiggy from knowing the Beatles, I guess. And seeing maybe pictures of her hanging sure. out with them. I yeah. I mean, she was iconic. She's a She was a model in the uh, mid-60s, so she was... She's one of the people that made thin in, quote unquote. Yeah, and kind of like maybe that she had really short hair. Yeah, um, like yeah. Kind of, kind of like a blank, not a blank facial look, but kind of. She was kind of that manic pixie girl. Yeah, just in the short hair. Uh, I mean, they they would always put like just big, huge lashes on her, really like mod pop art eyeliner. So yeah, so her her face is totally iconic with with that pop and mod era, which makes sense seeing her with the Beatles. Right. Uh, so so she, we didn't really see her on like TV or anything. Not too uh, much. B- no. Back when you know growing up or anything. So it, she, we would have just known her for being an icon, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you can you. She's a she's one of those one word names. It's Twiggy. You can immediately picture her. Right. But she, I didn't realize she was a singer. That was actually she has a really lovely voice. <laughs> On top of being, you know, a singer, she she also uh, was an actress. Uh, mm-hmm. She played a role in The Boyfriend in 1971, which brought her two Golden Globe Awards. Nice. She did make it to Broadway in 1983 in the musical My One and Only, and she earned a Tony nomination for that. Wow. Uh, for the best actress in a musical. She was also in The Blues Brothers, briefly. Oh, yeah, she was. <laughs> You're right. You're Very right. briefly. Uh, she had her own series, Twiggy's People, in which she interviewed cele- celebrities, and later on she also appeared as a judge on America's Next Top Model. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, she did a bunch of yeah, bunch of TV, bunch of film. She's just kind of all over the place. Um, do you want to get in there? Oh, wait. We should Oops. also mention that she's a DBE, which is the uh, like a knight, the female equivalent of being... She's a, a dame. Knight. She's a dame. Yes, she's a dame. Oh, I do have a, a quick correction that will come up. We don't normally correct ourselves because we say a lot of things. We never things, say anything wrong. Because we say a lot of things wrong. <laughs> but I've been saying that this season is the last time we'll see at the dance. For a couple times. But that's not actually true. Oh. It does show up again in season two. Not as heavily, but I just wanted to warn anyone that has a strong aversion to the at the da- dance skit. <laughs> I'll forgive you. Right. We'll, we'll forgive you. All right, let's do this. All right. The Muppet Show. Nice. Nice hotel joke for, from Fozzie here. Fantastic. Lands a little bit better. <laughs> Kermit is happy to introduce Twiggy. And a mild Muppet mobbing here. <laughs> Petting <laughs> Muppy. Like a, the dog. Like a maniac. It's funny because she, her, like, everyday look is very, like, approachable girl next door. But her, like, model look is so 
stylized. Oh, I mean, I, gr- I realized 10 years have gone by since she was modeling, but... Right, right. But her hair is a lot longer, and she kind of had like a prairie kind of dress on mm-hmm. there. And when Gonzo goes to hit, strike the O, he strikes the Beautiful Day monster instead. Oh. So we have Kermit introducing the first act after fawning over Twiggy a little bit. We have a pretty wild opening number here. What do, what do we got here? We've got a very pink fuzzball with like a real teeth mouth. <laughs> and that's it. No other features. And yep. we're on like a hot well, ever-changing, bright color background with dancing boas yep. in the background. It's like super new wave. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, this character is referred to as Feather Duster. Um, I'm not sure if that's just what it was made out of Could or be. not. But um, Oh, yeah, it is all made out of feathers, yeah. Yeah. They're singing the song Dance. Hot jam. It is. It's a disco track written by Paul Jabara. That sounded good. Okay, yeah. Um, this is a 1977 song, so heavy disco. He's probably most famous for writing Donna Summer's Last Dance. And it totally sounds like a Donna Summer jam. Like, it really does. Good. So God. we were just watching, uh, what is it, New York 77, that documentary? Mm. And they were talking about like, the rise of disco and Studio Fifty Four, and then we watched this, and like it's like we knew what we were it knew what we were watching. It's true, it's true. But this is a wild act, you know. It's pretty much just chroma keyed out. It looks like Fizzgig. That's it, Fizzgig's mouth. Oh, you're right. Great. Statler and Waldorf. I thought Waldorf it was a great was number, a nap. even though they slept through it. They thought it was a great number because they slept through it. <laughs> That's right. So backstage, Kermit exchanges a few words with the feather dusters. Very polite feather duster. Right. And Scooter comes in saying some pretty wild stuff. He's like, uh, listen, boss, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm pretty sure there's a a phantom in the place. Hilda comes in explaining that it was only her hanging up the star's wardrobe, but uh, Scooter's pretty sure that he actually saw um, the face of a phantom and to confirm this wanda comes out of her dressing room and screams bloody murder and faints over the uh side of the the balcony now this backstage runner is gonna give us uh the cannon for uncle deadly that we were missing in the vincent price episode gonzo comes on and can't get twiggy's name right calling her branchy or leafy or something other and then we've got a press conference where Twiggy is taking questions because she really loves a press conference, which I feel like is another joke that maybe we're not getting. Like maybe something bad happened at a press conference for her, but I don't know. Or maybe she was just, that was part of being a model. It's just oh, true. handling the press. So a group of reporters 
the in this group of reporters, there's um, a a whatnot Muppet asks her wh- why she only has one nose, and he does a little body horror sort yeah. of. Because he has two. He has two noses. And then Kermit asks the hard-hitting question. Right, which kind of forces her into this r- retrospective. Um, what was the question he asked? More importantly, she is asked who the most important people and places in her life are by Kermit. Yeah. Which triggers the Beatles song, In My Life. There are places I remember all my life Though some have changed, some forever Not for better, some have gone And it's like the montage of like her looking off to the side and then the background of like slides going by. There aren't Muppets in it. It's just slides of her being a model. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so you see all those iconic faces and there's some heavy hitters in here. I yeah. wish I looked up who that dude is. That creeper dude is. But it's her just kitty. Yep. Yep. It's kind of a. It's kind of weird. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It. It doesn't feel very. Muppet show It doesn't honestly. at all. No. But it's nice seeing all those pictures of her because they're very, very cool. Right. So In My Life was released December 3rd, 1965 off the Beatles' album Rubber Soul. It was written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney, of course. Uh, and it's a beautiful song. It's actually, you know, it's one of my favorites. But yeah, this is kind of, I mean, there's no real... There's nothing funny about this. No. There's no there's no punchline at the end at all. It's just a montage of pretty pictures of her. Yep. And one where she kind of looks like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, it definitely showcases her, her singing voice, which is nice. And we have Statler and Waldorf saying uh, it makes his heart sing. Statler says it makes his heart sing. And uh, it's actually just, he just needs a pacemaker tune-up. So we're backstage again. Fozzie and Gonzo have caught the fear of the Phantom. Hilda and Kermit continue to doubt that there truly is one, and Kermit demands that the others keep their heads on their shoulders. And this strange Muppet kind of walks by without a head on its shoulders, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, eventually uh, Uncle Deadly will appear in the background. Spoiler! (laughs) But we definitely spent our time fawning over Uncle Deadly... Uh, when he showed up in the Vincent Price episode. Oh, absolutely. Great He's looking Muppet. Gorgeous Muppet. Yeah. And he is up in the balcony, kind of cackling, calling the Muppets fools. Mwah, mwah, mwah. That's what it is. Oh, what do we have here? Sam the Eagle and Wayne and Wanda. Right, right. So we have Wayne and Wanda singing, or trying to sing, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. So Let It Snow, first recorded in 1945 by, by Vaughn Moore, and Wayne and Wanda basically get four inches of snow dumped on them in under a second. 23 seconds. So we cut to Gonzo and the dog Muppy, 
in bed. Which also looks very, like, this looks like a very holiday special. Because they're, like, in the in their comforter with the stocking cap on. Right, very Twiggy cozy. comes in to read them a, a poem by A.A. A. Milne. Yep, a bedtime story. And the uh, poem or story is The King's Breakfast. What do you think of this? I think it's cute. Yep. Kind of catching some Alice in Wonderland vibes here. Uh, Twiggy's dressed in, like, a... Maiden's dress, would you she's call a, that? She's a the, the milkmaid or dairymaid. Right. So it's a classic dairymaid dress. So the poem is kind of like an uh, advertisement for the dairy council, right? Because they keep talking about the virtues of butter over marmalade or well, they're jam. Tr- they're trying to convince the king that he might use marmalade instead of butter because the butter's not made. Okay. We have a really tall uh, queen-looking Muppet here. Or the queen Muppet. She's got a real beak-like nose. Um, yeah, she's very beakerish. She's got a tiny little, little hat like, on. Opens from the bottom mouth like beaker. Oh, right. Yep. They've used her for a few other things. She tends to show up in these like royal sort of These vic- skits. Yeah, you know, Victorian-based skits, mm-hmm. kind of. And the king, I guess, is, has been slightly upgraded from a from a character uh, seen in a previous Muppet adventure. It was the, uh, shoot. Cinderella. I think they did a version of Cinderella. And then there was the fairy tale? A fairy tale? One. I don't know why I didn't take a note on that, but... <laughs> So a really cool kind of Sesame Street almost looking cow here who's, you know, he's, she's, she's helping out, getting the, getting the milk to the maid here. Really cool looking background set. Simple, but it kind of gives you the real Victorian look. A lot of like frocky looking costumes. Mm -hmm. I like that it's. He's in his pajamas, like his little red and white striped pajamas, but also has his, like, king cloak on. Mm-hmm. He s- slides down the banister at the end there. What was the resolution? He got butter, and he says, I'm not picky, but I need butter. Which I don't think is that picky, just to need butter. Right. Instead of mar- margarine. Not margarine. Um, Again, marmalade. Kind of, right. Kind of a longer skit. Yeah. But now we're at the ballroom. Mercifully, we're... We're at the dance here. And uh, of note, we have Statler and Waldorf arguing over who should lead. You know? Yeah, because they promised to take turns leading. Yep. I love them. They're such a cute couple. Also promised to wear pink taffeta. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. Jeez, I mean, just the evidence is stacking up for these guys to be a couple. The cutest, the cutest theater couple ever. Right. We have Sam the Eagle uh, dancing with a chorus girl. Um, the difference between immoral and illegal. Right. <laughs> immoral is something that's wrong, and illegal is him when he's sick. An ill eagle. Yeah, that, it, when we watched it before, it fun. actually took me a second. I'm like, oh, oh, that was good. <laughs> we have the uh, shouting lady, the loud lady, um, complaining that she didn't get what she didn't get hired her, her, for singing because she no, does her, her album. Her album isn't taking off. Oh right, and right, right. 
asked why and what kind of music it was. It's a lullaby! Oh my gosh. And Mary Louise was that Muppet dancing with Kermit. Mm. Kermit's not normally at the dance, and he nope. got his he got thrown around quite a bit. He did. Ending up in the chandelier. Now where are we? This, of course, because I see Rolf the dog. I can almost bet it's the UK spot. It is the UK spot. Nice. Minuet in G minor. pretty straight like he's just like reading the music and playing and he does make a couple mistakes but the the punchline is him like hitting the low notes like he like bangs the keyboard with his fist yeah um, and it's just very subtle funny i mean which i guess all the uk spots are they kind of focus on the music but uh just yeah. the way he's playing is funny it's it's, it's the, a it's a the weird puppeteering it's yeah the that, i mean he's very earnest he's really earnestly looking at the music uh the sheet music i mean he's sweating it out that's you know that's real fire above his head yeah which they do a lot which i i mean what else are they gonna do yep but uh it just seems really dangerous especially as he like gets going it's really shaking and that would be bad if it fell it's a pretty i mean it's it's the standard sort of uh, piano mm-hmm. backdrop, but I like the, what is that, teal or something? What color is yeah, that? Yeah, that's a, got like a nice aquamarine. Aquamarine. Like you want the ocean to look like that when you're somewhere nice. Yeah. It's definitely vacation ocean color. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, pretty straightforward here. I'm get, I mean, this is an interesting episode, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, it definitely has... It's, it feels kind of like filler, almost. It might have been a little. I'm not going to hate on it early, but it's just... It's... They have a strong like behind like backstage storyline going, but right. some of the skits are like, no, nah, we'll just toss this in. Sure. Like the, this Venda face, I think, is super tossed in. It's very weird. It's the second time we've seen Venda face. Um, I like Venda face, mm-hmm. the machine itself, yep. with the big eyes, the... Um, just it the graphics like on it are really cool. It looks like a cool video game. I mean, I would play Vendaface. And yeah. this time we have Fozzie playing, right? And Vendaface is... So Vendaface before was like, I'll fix your face, which makes sense being Vendaface. And this yeah. one is like, I will like advise you like psychiatrically. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which I think is a weird move for yeah. this. Like, I don't understand why Vendaface would be a, like a therapist machine. Well, it is. And it... it it, it shows uh, Fozzie that he's too generous when he when he puts too many nickels in it, and then he says he has too bad of a temper when he starts tuning up on Vendaface. And then Vendaface chokes him. Yeah, chokes him, chokes him right out. What and then the for hell some reason, Stabber has fallen out of the box. Yep, he was j- jumping out for his dentures. His upper plate is that what that means? Yeah. Okay. Good. God. Okay, we're back backstage. Everybody's freaking out about the. Uh... The Phantom? Yep, even Hilda believes it now. The only holdout is still Kermit, right? Yeah, because he's the level-headed one. Yep, no logical explanation has been presented until one actually does present himself. Because Uncle Deadly basically materializes 
in front of Kermit. So what triggers Uncle Deadly arriving is is Fozzie being like, well, what has what like green eyes and a skull face yeah. and blah blah blah, and he's like, oh, I don't know, but it's right behind you. And so everybody scatters. Yep. Kermit slowly turns around to face Deadly. Yep. I like Kermit's like response. Like he is not thrown at first. Well, I mean, he's like, oh, kind of gulps. Mm-hmm, the classic like. Grrk. Yep. After a maniacal laugh and a snarl, um, Kermit gets the head. He freaks out. Classic Kermit style. Mm-hmm. Ah, it was great. The arms are going everywhere. And quickly to a Muppet News Flash. Yep. What do we got this time? We have Miss Lola Thomas, played by Twiggy, mm-hmm. of London. Uh, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's s- speaking with the newsman about having just eat- eaten a- an entire diesel tractor. Because her doctor said she had low iron, so she likes a tractor with her chips and peas. Do you think, did we know what chips and peas were in the U.S. back then? Probably we, depended on who you were. Yeah. I think I think probably East Coast, yeah, there was a solid chance that people knew what chips and peas were. It just seems like a weird choice, right? Yeah. I mean, it's very, like, that's very British. Absolutely. She starts eating the microphone kind of as the gag there. She yeah. just can't get enough iron. All right, backstage again. Yep. They really leaned on this. They did. They did. And that's what, I mean, just, again, strangely paced episode. I mean, I, I, I don't mind it, but this time the Phantom re- actually finally re- reveals himself as Uncle Deadly, the great sh- Shakespearean actor who was, quote-unquote, killed by the critics when he played the most difficult role, Othello. <laughs> I know I said Orthello last time. Orthello. I was, you know, we were having fun. Yep. And swore that he would never perform in the Muppet Theater again. And no one would. That's correct. And he finally drives Kermit out with the warning, leave or be doomed. I really like Dudley's hands. Like, he's got these little, like, patches on his knuckles that, like, he does a lot of mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah, it's kind of like a lizard's paw. Yeah, it's cool. Yep. I just really like the craftsmanship behind Uncle Deadly quite a bit. Absolutely. For further ranting and raving about how much I love Uncle Deadly, please see our Vincent Price episode. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were all a little tipsy. No, we'll we apologize for that. No. No, no, we won't. So Deadly finally backs out of the room, kind of floats out. Really cool. And once he's gone, Kermit kind of joins the other Muppets. And discussed the whole the whole thing. George the janitor, he was he was wearing a mask and was playing kind of a joke, but uh, the joke's on everyone because Uncle Deadly is actually real. Yeah, Uncle Deadly reappears in the balcony with George standing right beside Kermit. Right, reissuing the leave or be doomed proclamation, which leaves you know the Muppets flee, screaming. And Uncle Deadly states that that may have been one of the greatest performances of his. Cutting, uh. Explain why he uh, got panned by the critics. Yeah, right? I like the use of the balcony backstage mm-hmm. this week, too. It's nice. So Kermit makes kind of a fun joke about how Twiggy was born in London, so it only makes sense that uh, they're going to be down south for this, this next number here. They're going to go to Enid, Oklahoma. Absolutely. And <laughs> that leads us to find Twiggy, the hillbilly singer... And the Gogolala Jubilee Jug Band, everyone's favorite, singing 
ain't nobody's business but my own. You got a girl you love a Sunday, then you got another a Monday. That ain't nobody's business but my own. Sitting by the phone waiting for your call, you're out somewhere having a ball. That ain't nobody's business but my own. And her voice goes super well with these guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed I, I I do really enjoy her singing with the Muppets. Yep. But what nobody really enjoys is how long the hillbilly singer's legs are in relation to his torso. Just mm-hmm. like in the Candace Bergen episode. Yeah. Oh, is this the same? That's the same dude. That's he doesn't look... Uh, I'm pretty sure his face might be a little different, but it's the same That same long body? Hillbilly singer. I never noticed how much the the Muppet with the red hair looks like a guy from Fraggle Rock. Mm-hmm. So, to the best of what I could find, this is a Tennessee Ernie Ford song from the 1950s. Uh, been recorded by many artists, including Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, and around this time, uh, the band Taj Mahal, which I really like, uh, record, cool. Recorded it in 1972. Weird. Which is maybe why it was in the uh, lexicon at the time. Hmm. Is that the right use of the word lexicon? It is. Great. So, yep, classic kind of barnyard background here. Really look, looking good with the picket fences and whatnot. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah disjointed I'm gonna say I don't mind but Twee tells Kermit that she had a lovely time and even liked Uncle Deadly Kermit tells her if you like him you can have him but she didn't like him that much um and I like her cute flowy end of show dress right right it's quite nice very moo-moo-ish kind of at the end here everyone's getting Muppet mobbed including Uncle Deadly until still. He, he just had kind of a stare off there with Fozzie. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Still menacing till the end. <sighs> so what did you think? Uh, I think we talked about it throughout the, the show. I mean, there were definitely some good points. I like Twiggy. I think she's a good uh, Muppet Show guest. Uh, but there was some, yeah, it didn't all feel like it was going together. And the backstage scenes were really long. They were. Um, oh, no Miss Piggy, right? No, that's right. We, I realized it at the end of it last time. Yeah. Zero Piggy. Yeah. No Piggy. Interesting. So... Well, see, I feel like they could have done a Piggy and Twiggy. That was when I realized it when uh, we were watching it. But okay. Like, Piggy and Twiggy. Too yeah. close, maybe. I thought, I think they could have gone there and it would have been cute, but maybe Frank just needed a, a day off or something. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. So up next, we have Ethel Merman. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yep. Another large lady of comedy and i don't mean large in size i mean large in stature icon absolutely so until then thank you for joining us for more it's the muppet show podcast check it out check us out at it's the muppet show podcast.com you can also listen and watch full clips with us on youtube at slash it's the muppet show podcast where you can like and subscribe like and subscribe boom you can also Ah, sorry insect yeah it's insect season here in the Northeast, so it sucks. <laughs> uh, you can find us on all of your major podcast providers. Providers. <sighs> I'm not even gonna try to name them. You know, you know who they are. Follow us there. You can also send us an email at 
MuppetShowPodcast at gmail.com. Has anyone mailed us yet? No. Send us an email. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, great. Awesome. See you then. <laughs>